a 150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 43. I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is my podcast intended to bring awareness to the persecuted church around the world. We started out counting down the month of November from 30 to number one, the top countries on the world watch list, according to Open Doors USA, where persecution for followers of Jesus Christ is the worst, whether by government or other religious groups. The last couple years, I expanded that to be the fifth seal, which is a reference to the book of Revelation. And now I do two every month counting down from 50 to 31 from January to October leading up to November, which is Persecuted Church Awareness Month, and continue to do that 30-day countdown throughout that month to bring awareness to the persecuted church around the world. So all that being said, it is Wednesday, April 22nd, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. Young Christian girl assaulted in kidnapping attempt in Pakistan. On April 9th, a young Christian girl named Ishrat was assaulted by a group of Muslim men in the village of Kutiba, located in the Qasar district of Pakistan's Punjab province. According to a statement given to police, the Muslim men were attempt- attempting to kidnap Ishrat after she refused to convert to Islam and marry one of the assailants. On April 9th, the April 9th assault took place while Ishrat was walking on the street to Kutiba. There, a group of Muslim men approached her and asked her to convert to Islam and marry Asim, one of the men in the group. When Ishrat refused, the men beat Ishrat, made derogatory remarks against Ishrat and Christianity, and attempted to kidnap her. The kidnapping, however, was averted as local villagers intervened. According to Ishrat, another man in the group named Iyaz had been harassing her before the assault. Ishrat claims that Iyaz followed her for a long time in an attempt to develop a physical relationship. Ishrat and her family reported the assault to local police. However, after reporting the incident, a group of armed Muslim attackers... Muslims attacked Ishrat's family home. According to Ishrat's family, the group threatened the family with severe consequences for, quote, creating hurdles to their mission, unquote. Assaults on women and girls from Pakistan's religious minority communities are unfortunately common. According to a study led by the Movement for Solidarity and Peace, Pakistan, an ep- An estimated 1,000 women and girls from Pakistan's Hindu and Christian communities are assaulted, kidnapped, and forcibly married to their assailant, and forcibly converted to Islam every year. The issue of religion is often injected into cases of of sexual, sexual assault to place religious minority victims at a disadvantage. Playing upon religious biases, assailants know they can cover up and justify their crimes by introducing an element of religion. So one of the things that, just as a story lays out, Islam, Islamic men will, will target Christian and Hindu women uh, to, and younger girls to force them to marry. It, it's, this is the culture. This is, 
This is, you know, the religion of peace, uh, in, intentionally kidnapping, assaulting, and forcing these women to convert to Islam and marry these men. And it, it, it's essentially a, a legalized form of rape is what it is uh, in, in some of these Islamic countries where Sharia law is the, um, is the main mainstream uh, form of law in those areas. So continue to pray for Ishrat and her family in that area. Next, from also from International Christian Concern, uh, Christians, Christian in India almost beaten to death for holding prayer gathering in home. According to Morningstar News, a Christian in India's northeastern state of Odisha was severely beaten by a mob for holding a Christian prayer gathering in his home. According to local reports, the Christian was almost beaten to death by the mob. On March 11th, Kamasodi and his wife, Bhima, invited a pastor to lead a prayer meeting at their home with 20 other Christians in Malakangiri, Odisha. At around noon, local villagers broke into Sodi's home and demanded the Christians disband the meeting immediately. Later that same day, after the pastor had left the village due to the threats, a mob of 60 villagers returned to Saudi's home and attacked. Members of the mob beat Saudi with sandals, sticks, fists, and reportedly kicked him in the stomach. According to Saudi, he was almost beaten to death as his wife Bima protected their two small children, ages 3 and 6. When the mob demanded that they recant their Christian faith, the couple refused. According to Morningstar News, Bima told the mob, quote, Even though you kill us, we won't forsake Jesus, unquote. The mob responded by destroying the family's food storage, electrical equipment, utensils, and important documents. After the attack, a pastor helped take Saudi to the hospital where he stayed for a week. The pastor also tried to help the family file a police report. However, the police have refused to take actions against the assailants. So here again, we a lot of times, most people think of Hindu as a very peaceful religion. Hindus are, are peaceful and it's all about yoga and meditation and so on. We can see that there is a... a Again, I would rather than call them radical, I would call them fundamentalist uh, Hindus that refuse to accept Christianity, even though they accept 33 million other gods. They refuse to acknowledge Christianity as a religion because it is a religion that focuses on one God and claims absolute truth. And so these Hindus, as we see, went in, uh, beat this man, disbanded a prayer meeting upset a whole lot of stuff. So luckily, uh, by God's grace, uh, Sodi's wife and children were not harmed. So continue to pray for, for Sodi and Bhima and their family. Pray that uh, this this group of believers will remain strong and uh, and willing to continue to, to worship Christ in the midst of the persecution. And finally, we will move on to our World Watch list for today. Number 43, which is Kuwait. A few facts about Kuwait. Uh, region is Middle East. Persecution type is Islamic oppression. Persecution level is very high. Uh, population is about 4,249,000, of which about 500,000 are Christians. So just about a little over 10%. Uh, main religion is Islam. Government is a constitutional monarchy. And I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but the leader is Sheikh Sabah al-Ahmad al-Jabbar al-Sabah. Say that 
five times really fast. So um, how Christians are suffering in Kuwait, expatriate Christians in Kuwait are relatively free to worship informally. However, the number and size of registered places of worship are not sufficient for the number of people who wish to attend church. Because it's so difficult to obtain property for gatherings, the management of overstretched church buildings sometimes leads to arguments between different Christian groups. Those who leave Islam to follow Christ face the most persecution as they endure pressure from both family members and the local community to recant their Christian faith. They risk discrimination, harassment, police monitoring of their activities, and all sorts of intimidation by vigilante groups. The government requires Islamic religious instructions for all Muslim pupils in state and private schools. In contrast, teaching Christianity in public schools is prohibited, even to legally recognized Christian groups. More broadly, Christians live under many restrictions. According to Amnesty International, quote, the authorities continue to unduly restrict the right to freedom of expression, prosecuting and imprisoning government critics and online activists under penal code provisions that criminalize comments deemed offensive to the emir or damaging to relations with neighboring states, unquote. So uh, some prayer points for Q8. Some Christians had to relocate inside the country due to pressure from society. Pray those believers are able to find fellowship, housing, and jobs to settle their new homes. Kuwaiti society remains conservative and thus produces an environment quite hostile to Christians. The government is likely to allow this to continue so long as it does not feel challenged in its administration of power in order to appease the radical Islamic groups. Pray laws would change to support people practicing different religions. And Kuwaiti Christians, mostly converts from Islam to Christianity, have been interrogated by government officials, commanded to stop meeting, and have faced threats of losing their jobs and homes. Pray believers have the courage and fortitude to stand firm in their faith. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for uh, this medium we have, the internet, where we can come together across many different countries and even across time frames to join together as one voice to lift up our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we lift up our, our sister Ishrat and her family. Um, Lord, we pray that you would protect them uh, from these, these Muslims who are targeting this young girl for marriage, for forceful conversion to Islam. Lord, I pray that, that you would protect them, that you would use their witness to even convert some of these men to Christianity, that they would see their willingness to stand in the face of persecution and continue to worship you, Lord, that these men would, would seek out what it is uh, in, in Christianity that would cause them to, uh, to willingly stand in the face of persecution, and your Spirit would use that to draw them to yourself, Lord. We also lift up our brother, uh, Sodi and his sister B and his wife, uh, and our sister Bima, his wife, uh, in India, Lord, and their family. Again, we pray for his recovery from this beating. We pray that you would continue to heal his body and Lord continue to strengthen his faith, um, and that of the believers in that area, um, in the midst of such violent, um, attack and, and opposition to your gospel, Lord, we pray that you would uh, strengthen them and embolden them to evangelize to the people, even the people who beat them, that they would uh, share your gospel and your truth. And, it, and again, Lord, that you would use that to draw these people 
um, these violent Hindus in this area to yourself, to a saving knowledge uh, and a repentant relationship with Christ. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters in India, those who have had to move and relocate in the country. We do pray that they would find uh, churches where they can fellowship, that they would find homes, that they would have find jobs, and that they could continue to to live in these areas and, and continue to worship you in the midst of, of the persecution that they face. Lord, we pray that uh, for um, the, the Christians who are uh, the religions and the environment that is quite hostile to the Christians in this area, we pray that you would move upon the leaders of this country, that they would change the laws uh, to support people practicing other religions, that there would be a freedom to worship you uh, without fear of at least government or persecution, Lord, even though we know that even as these uh, religions and, and churches are recognized, that the religious persecution from other places still comes strong. We pray that you would leave them of, of at least the governmental per persecution that they endure. And Lord, we do pray for those uh, Christians who have converted from Islam, who, who face such pressure from their families and the communities. God, we pray that, that they would have the, the courage to continue to stand in their faith, to, uh, to stand up against persecution and to boldly proclaim the name of Christ, um, even in the face of imprisonment and death. Lord, that, that you would be that strong, their faith in you would be that strong, that they would do that. And again, we pray that in all these things, as these people stand firm in their faith, that you would use that to draw others uh, to yourself, that you would, that people would be saved because they hear the gospel and see the willingness of these believers to stand in the face of persecution and continue to proclaim the true uh, name of Christ and the true gospel. Um, and, and to glorify you in all those things, Lord. And it is for your, your name and for your glory that we pray, Jesus. Amen. So again, thank you guys for, for being part of this. All of you who join with me uh, month after month and, and day after day through November to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted for their faith in Christ. If you know other people who are willing to come and be part of this and join their voices with ours as we pray for our our, our family around the world, uh, invite them to come to the Fifth Seal Facebook page where they can join or they can go over to uh, The Evangelical Norm on YouTube and subscribe and hit the notification button, get all the content that is released there. Or you can find The Fifth Seal if you search The Fifth Seal on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere where you get audio podcasts, you can get the audio version of, of this week after week. Um, through those places and you can listen to it in your headphones or, or however you listen to your podcast. But again, I invite you to, to, and I, I ask you to invite people to come and join us to add to the number of voices that are lifted up for our brothers and sisters around the world and ultimately to glorify Christ and our willingness to, uh, to stand with our brothers and sisters. And so as always, preach the gospel at all times, use words, they are necessary. And until... Two weeks, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.